Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to another edition of the my two cents podcast hosted by g2 i am g2 i am here to talk to you guys about any and everything that went on in the news related some of the news that you will hear today or topics that you hear today will be have covered by the mainstream some of the topics have not been covered by mainstream but i do want to say this right now if you feel that you don't agree with any of my opinions and you want to Get in contact with me. My email is always in the episode description. I want everyone to know that this podcast has been and will always remain based on and focused on civil discourse. So if you ever disagree with me, you always know you have a channel of communication to contact me. That's one. And two, this podcast was made for people to take something from it and to discuss it with other people, whether discuss it with people at your job, discuss it with your family, discuss it with just people, because I want people to have civil discourse. I want people to be able to talk to one another. I want people to be able to engage with one another with things that are happening in the news, in reality right now, because people don't ever stop to take a breath and sm- like smell the flowers. They always on the gunning and keep on running like time scheduled beat that one day they just stop and they see their life in discourse and disarray and they wonder where what happened or the time is fly by just sometimes you need to stop smell the roses look at what's happening around you and talk to someone talk to people so this podcast is technically made for that whether you're cleaning your house and this is just playing in the background you're in your car listening to this with people around This podcast is specifically made just for you to interact and talk to someone about whatever you found interesting in this podcast. Now, with that being said, let's move on to National Food Days of the Week. Today being July 30th, it is Cheesecake Day. July 31st, the last day of July, it is Raspberry Cake Day. August 1st is Milkshake Day as well as Raspberry Cream Pie Day. August the 2nd is Ice Cream Day. August 3rd, it is White Wine Day, so please drink responsibly, as well as Watermelon Day and also National IPA Day. So still, drink responsibly whether you're drinking white wine or an IPA. August 4th, it is Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. August 5th, to cap us off, it is Oyster Day. Now, before I move off away from food and going off into condolences, I do want to make something known as well. Skittles and French's Mustard, they have Decided to collab together to create the first ever mustard like flavored candy. Uh, it will be available on August 5th for National Mustard Day. However, it will be only be made available via online sweepstakes and at pop up uh, events at French's Mustard uh, Mobile. And it makes its way to Atlanta on July 31st, Washington, D.C. on August 2nd, and New York City on August 5th. Now, if you want to have a chance to win free packs of mustard Skittles, you can do this by visiting French's uh, website, French's.com slash mustard Skittles. You have a chance to win free packets of mustard Skittles up to uh, August the 5th. Again, this is not a sponsor. I'm not getting paid by none of this. I just find it real awkward that Skittles and mustard are making a candy flavored mustard it's nasty in my personal opinion but there's going to be people out there promoting this on instagram people promoting this on twitter they're going to be having reviews of this type of crap i just wanted to bring you guys aware of this to say well if you want to get some skittles that are flavored mustard you guys can do that i'm just providing you guys the link of where you guys can find it and again the link is frenchs.com slash mustard skittles now, moving over to condolences, I want to give condolences to the kids of Sinead O'Connor, 
um, the songstress that's known for singing Nothing Compares to You. She passed away this week. And as of right now, they don't know what the cause is for her to basically pass on. But they're going to be uh, doing an autopsy and that'll let everybody know what happened whenever the autopsy gets uh, completed. However, I do want to read you guys something that I did find interesting. Page 6 did uh, post an article and it would say that Sinead O'Connor gave kids instructions for what to do if she dropped dead tomorrow. She's told her kids that she wanted them to protect her art and finances at all costs if she dropped dead tomorrow. See, when the artists are dead, they're more valuable than when they were alive, she told the magazine at the time. Tupac Shakur has released way more albums since he has died than he ever did alive, so it's kind of gross what record companies do. In light of that, she informed her kids from when they were very little that if their mother drops dead tomorrow, before you call 911, call my accountant and make sure the record companies don't start releasing my records and not telling you where the money is. So, I think a lot of people that have children, whether they're celebrities or not, need to give their kids instructions on what to do whenever they pass. I think this kind of fits the bill for more celebrities because, again, she is right. Celebrities, whenever they are alive, yes, you're valuable, but once you die, your stock becomes way more valuable, especially within that week or two. It all depends if you're a controversial uh, person. I don't think, well, it all depends on if you got slaps or not, if your music hits like that. If your music doesn't hit like that, and you're like, eh. But if your music hits like that and you're controversial, the record company is going to try to squeeze every dollar and every cent out of you by uh, throwing your name onto t-shirts and releasing unreleased music. That's what happened with Prince. I know when Prince was alive, he didn't want his music to be released without his knowledge, without him being uh, financially compensated, all that stuff. He didn't want his music on YouTube or nothing, but once he passed away, his music got flooded onto YouTube and flooded onto all these streaming services and all that type of stuff. And again, celebrities, please say no to that. Talk to your kids. Give them what to do whenever you pass. And that's about it. Also, that follows with people that are not celebrities as well. Mothers and fathers, I think you guys need to have conversations with your children about what to do if you pass what type of calls need to be made and get everything kind of set up. So once you do pass, the kid will know what to do. I know my mother has talked to us in <laughs> lengthy about that. I mean, even when we were teenagers, she would hit us with this and that. And it's always something with death. She would do it. And that was just always uncomfortable for me. But now being older, I understand why she had those conversations with us about death and about what to do if this or that, especially since she worked in the medical field, we all get old at a certain point. And she always told us if she happens to contract Alzheimer's or she happens to get dementia, all this type of stuff, what to do if these things come about. So I know what to do. My brothers know what to do. And I think a lot of parents need to have that kind of conversation with their kids as well. So parents, please do that with your children. And also, I want to give my condolences to uh, Sinead O'Connor's uh, children. She left behind uh, a son who's 36, a daughter who's 27, and another son who's 16. So again, my condolences to her children. Now, to start us off with the news, first thing I want to talk about is Singapore. Singapore has executed its first woman in almost 20 years, over 31 grams of heroin, um, this woman was 45. She was executed by hanging on Friday. The Bureau noted that the woman was accorded full due process under the law and was represented by legal counsel throughout the process as the government faced an outcry from human rights activists against the decision. The woman was convicted after being caught with 30.72 grams, approximately 1.08 ounces of pure heroin in 2018. The Bureau noted that under the Misuse of Drugs Act, anyone caught with more than 15 grams of heroin will be subjected to the death penalty. So that happened here. I don't, uh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that you could basically die because you have heroin or some type of drug on you. But 
To further prove the point of how strict Singapore's law is, Singapore law mandates that the death penalty for anyone convicted of trafficking more than 500 grams or 17.64 ounces of cannabis and 15 grams, which is 0.53 ounces of heroin. That is literally in their law in Singapore, so that tells you how much uh, they really value the drugs over there. They don't want nobody to be carrying drugs like that, and if you do carry it, only a certain amount, because if you're found carrying drugs that's under that limit, your maximum amount of years that you could be spending in prison is 10 years with a fine of $20,000. So you have that for you in Singapore, but again, anybody that's going to travel to Singapore, please know the rules over there, please know the laws, because you do not want to be uh, imprisoned in another country that you just went to have fun in. So again, please be safe, please be careful. If you are going to be traveling uh, across the world, please know the laws of certain countries that you're basically going to be entering to. Now over into something that I think should have been talked about a lot, but I think people don't really care about it that much, is that it has been said that aliens are now here. Aliens are real, aliens exist, or as people like to say, non-human. Because this past week, a former Pentagon uh, intellectual, well, intelligence official, testified Wednesday that he was absolutely certain the government had possessions of a non-human craft. He would say this in a testimony before the House of Representatives, and he was a former Air Force official. Now, what does that mean for everyone? Basically, he says that the American government has in their possession basically a UFO or something like that, a craft that was not made by man. It was made by another entity. And yeah, I don't think people really care about it. If I'm going to be completely honest, I think people have always had this idea that humans weren't the only life forms in this whole like solar system, if we're going to be completely honest. And it's funny to me because when I saw this clip going around on Twitter, I was like, okay, cool. Then people did what they usually do. People started making fun. People started asking, what if they are actually here and they look like us? And I just said, okay, cool. That's fine. Amen. We got more crap to be dealing with than that. Other people started making jokes and asking, would you as a human man sleep with an alien if she looked fire and people were just putting other funny, stupid comments underneath that because humans, we take a lot of things for uh, fun and games. But my big deal is I do want to know what an alien does look like. We have depictions in all of our movies and television uh, shows and video games of an idea of what an alien looks like. My whole being and thought is what does an alien look like? That's it. That's all I want to know. I want to know what they look like and what are they thinking? Because I'm pretty sure they have an idea or has a grasp on what we're talking about because I think there's a lot of like life outside of this planet in the solar system that's probably smarter than us. And Elon Musk, he would tweet out that he thinks that they have been like watching over us and we had been too stupid to even notice that they have been studying us. So that could be true. We as humans on this planet, we're kind of egotistical about a lot of things. A lot of people are, but it wouldn't shock me if they've been already like studying us just without our knowledge of it. But yeah, it was declared this week, at least from a former <laughs> Air Force official, that aliens have landed here and that the American government has at least one of their crafts, or at least is in possession of one of their crafts. Also, what does it look like? I know Area 51 is kind of like the whole big deal that, okay, Americans, we have this over here in Area 51. This is supposed to be the little location where all their uh, things of suspicious natures is located that we're hiding aliens there in Area 51. There was a whole plot I believe either last year or two years ago that uh people were supposed to storm area 51 but people didn't do it you saw certain people like post things on YouTube try to go close to area 51 but they got turned directly back so there was no storming of area 51 
But I can sense it now with it probably being this year or probably next year. People are trying to figure out ways how they can break into Area 51 to try to see uh, the aliens. Because, again, we as humans, we are curious. We're always curious about different things. We create things just so we can try to find a cure for something. So with this being the case now with aliens being somehow confirmed from this uh, hearing, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the years to come. But there was no panic. There was no hysteria, as you would have thought when the news come about with the video clip coming out from this hearing. But people just downplayed it and be like, all right, cool. Aliens are here. So that tells you our mindset on the idea of aliens existing. So as I said before, we'll have to wait and see as uh, more time and more uh, information comes out. And it will come out. Now moving on to the next subject matter here. USA Today. More injuries reported after crane catches fire and plunges to the ground in Manhattan. Six more people were recovering from injuries Thursday after a construction crane collapsed in Manhattan, bringing the total number of people injured to 12 the Fire Department of New York told USA Today, of the 12 people who have non-life-threatening injuries, nine are civilians or three are firefighters, the department said. The fire department said Thursday that it could not provide information about the status of the victim's injuries. So we have that here, and people might be asking what happened. Um, there was a crane that was on top of a 45-story building in Manhattan, and apparently... It just decided to catch fire and the crane fell down. So that happened. And I don't know what's up with New York just as a whole, having a lot of construction, a lot of maintenance work on it. I went to New York. I've said it before. New York is there's going to be trash in certain places. The entertainment industry and the media, I swear, they do a great job on hiding those things. It's not as uh, sparkly as you've seen on television. You got a lot of people being around, which you can already expect that, but just just know that when you get there, it's not going to be as you've seen on TV. Getting to my point, there was a lot of uh, scaffoldings. There was a lot of uh, sidewalks that was kind of busy and kind of closed off that you can't go here because people are working or the scaffolding is there and you can't go underneath it and all that type of crap. You had to make a detour. I don't know what the deal is with New York having all these quote-unquote remodels. I don't get it. But hopefully they stop that. Hopefully they'll just quit while they're ahead with all these uh, remodeling and all this type of stuff. They need to because of a crane came down from a what? How many floors was it again? 45th floor building. Dog, you guys got to quit. You guys got to know that's enough. Stop it. Now, that's a freak accident. Things do happen, but. For a crane to catch fire and then plunge to the ground, dog, you guys got to quit. You guys got to stop, all right? I hope New York at least understands that and they actually look into that and also thoughts and prayers to the people that were injured uh, from the construction of crane collapsing onto them. I'm glad nobody lost their lives because of that. But again, New York, please stop with the whole remodeling and quote-unquote restructuring of buildings. Quit. Now, moving over to the next topic. Next topic is Carly Russell. Carly Russell was charged with making false statements to the police in her hoax disappearance. Carly Russell was charged with two misdemeanors for making false statements to the police. The Hoover uh, police chief announced during a press conference on Friday. Um, he will say the story opens up wounds for families whose loved ones were really victims of the kidnapping. He added that he shared in the frustration that Russell was only charged with misdemeanors and said that he is calling on state legislators to add an enhancement to the law when someone falsely reports kidnapping or another violent crime. Continuing saying existing laws only allow the charges that were filed to be filed. Russell was charged with one count of false reporting to law enforcement authorities and one count of falsely reporting an incident. Each charge is a misdemeanor with a $1,000 bond, and each is punishable with up to one year in prison and a potential $6,000 fine if she is convicted, he added. Now, to let everyone know, Carly Russell was released after posting $2,000 bond, and the 
Chief will let everyone know that at the press conference as well. And here's my deal on this. Do I agree that some... Do I agree that people that make false charges and false uh, stories and report these all things off to uh, the law should face some type of like serious crimes? Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. I think they need to do that. But having a and I and it got to be this way, having a black woman be the face of that or start of that is wrong. You guys got to start with a white person being the person for that because a lot of white people have been making a lot of false allegations leading to police officers either going after uh minorities or someone else like that you guys got to start that type of punishable law enforcement on white people first that's how you start the charge first people might say Gerald she should have faced something harsher than these two counts I get it I fully stand by what everybody's saying I understand it but I'm looking at the optics because if you start by punishing someone that is a minority because they make a false report everybody's going to say the exact same thing yo this person should be facing serious crimes and we're all going to side with that but the optics that's going to match if you put it on a minority first and you start putting them as being the Face or them being the uh, setting the example for how hard we're going to go after you, that's already putting more emphasis on the police system treating minorities differently than they do our Caucasian counterparts. I'm just going to just tell you that right then and there. So do I believe Carly Russell should be facing something more serious? Without a shadow of a doubt. Anybody that makes any type of false statement, false kidnapping, all this type of stuff, those people should be facing some time, and I mean some long, serious time, because you're wasting people's time, and you're wasting, uh, you're already setting minorities back when you make these type of made-up stories or allegations or whatever may have you. Cool. I think we all can agree to that. But again, you have to start this stuff off with a white person. You got to start with setting the example with a white person when they do something. And we have seen a lot of people do a lot of things foul. And I'm always going to go back to that white woman in New York. She called about a black dude in the park. And she's saying that that black dude was going to hurt her and her dog. And she did not get no time in jail, no nothing. She just got some type of uh, classes that she had to go to. Are you guys kidding me? We try to give Carly Russell time in jail. We're trying to give uh, one time. Jesse Smollett, time in jail. Again, all three of these people, they did wrong. But if you see what I'm saying here, they gave the white woman, <laughs> they gave her classes that she had to go to, no jail time. But they try to give Jesse Smollett time in jail, and they're trying to give Carly Russell time in jail. Do you see what I'm saying right now? That's what I mean. You have to make this thing start with our Caucasian counterparts whenever they do something wrong and say something wrong. They have to be the example. You have to start the example with them. And people might not like it. People might not like what I'm saying, but just look back at the history. Look back at what I just said. Look into all three of these cases that I just laid out for you, and you're going to see two people talked about kidnapping. No, Carly Russell, she was kidnapping. Jesse Smollett, he was talking about a noose, a racial incident, and then you had the white woman, her thing was a racial incident, and hers was saying that a dude was going to hurt her, and at that moment, it was her and him at the park, he was recording her, with Jesse Smollett, you saw him just have a noose on his neck, and that involved two people that he hired, black dudes, and with Carly Russell, for right now, it's only her. I'm just saying, black people, minorities, we get put down way more than our white counterparts. So if we're going to start this whole deal with, Ayo, if you report a false kidnapping or you report a false uh, violent crime that you said happened to you but didn't, you got to make this stuff start with our white counterparts than you do with our minorities. Because if you do that with them first, then you go to us. We can at least say, okay, they started with them. So that would at least set the example and everybody else that's a minority will say, yo, you don't want to end up like homeboy or homegirl over there because 
they did that and that could happen to you. And also with added pressure of you being in this country, you know what it's like. They're going to be adding more pressure onto you than them. So again, start with them first before you start with the minorities. But again, Carly Russell, she set us back. I still think that that was wrong. She's going to do and deal whatever she has to deal with. But I stand with any law enforcement or any law that says, yo, we're going to make it stricter on people that tells lies about a situation. I stand with it. So again, you know where I stand with everything and what I said here. And I stand by that. If you have a problem with that, you know, you can reach me. My email is open for anybody that can feel that I said something wrong or just disagree with me. And you want to have a chat about it. Email me. It's always in the episode description. There you go. Now, staying in the prison system, I want to talk about something that should aggravate people. Um, this comes from Sky News, as the title will read, Andrew Mokinson, man wrongfully jailed for 17 years, fears paying for prison board and logging should he get compensation. Andrew Mokinson had his conviction quashed on Wednesday after fresh DNA evidence emerged linking another potential suspect to this crime, and the crime was rape. A man locked up for 17 years for rape he did not commit has said he feels sickened by the idea of having to pay for prison board and logging should he receive compensation. The 57-year-old was found guilty of raping a woman in Great Manchester in 2003, and the following year he was jailed for life with a minimum term of seven years. He stayed in prison for another decade as he maintained his innocence, insisting he would not falsely confessed to adherent crimes which he did not commit. Mr. Mulkinson was released from jail in December 2020, but was under close watch by police and his name was still on the sex offenders registry. He has now described his current financial hardship where he revealed he was living on benefits and criticized the current route to compensation. He told the BBC, I feel very strong about this. Somehow, this prison system has lobbied the government in the early 2000s. The result is that even if you fight to finail and gain compensation, you then have to pay the prison system a large chunk of that for so-called board and logging, which is so abhorrent to me. I'm sickened by it. While Mr. Mulkinson has had all charges against him drop, he still hasn't received a declaration of innocence from the Court of Appeal. Without this, he cannot claim compensation. Mr. Mokinson said this process was a whole new battle. In England, it's become the norm to fight tooth and nail after you already fought tooth and nail to clear your name. It's a whole new battle. They don't like paying compensation, and there's resistance every step of the way. Now, the Ministry of Justice told Sky News that compensation for miscarriages of justice cases was assisted on a case-by-case basis by a Ministry of Justice caseworker. If compensation is to be awarded, the amount is determined by an independent assessor. The eligibility is determined by the Secretary of State only once an application has been submitted. Now, having read all that, I don't like any of that. I don't like that you have to file paperwork just so you can get your money. Just so you can say, Ayo, dog, you guys had me in this system for this many years. I was found out guilty. You guys got to pay me for that time I was in there. And now out of that money that you're going to pay me. Oh, yeah. By the way, now you're telling me that you're, you're going to take some of that money out of there because you guys screwed up. You guys didn't do your job properly. And you guys had me inside your system for a crime I did not commit. And you're going to take money out of you're going to take a percentage out of the money that you're supposed to be giving me because of me having to be forced to be in this place, like sleeping in this uncomfortable bed, eating this crappy food that you guys placed here for me to eat. What what are we doing? I don't appreciate that. I think that is nuts. I think that's wicked. I don't understand how that's even eligible to be truthfully happening. But again, that's overseas. And over here in America, we have some problems ourselves. We have some situations completely that we need to handle ourselves over here in the justice systems because you're only eligible to get a certain amount of money whenever you 
are found like guilt not guilty or your case gets overturned and all that type of stuff but you were in jail for a big requirement of time you're only allowed to get a cap of money you're not allowed to get two million three million five million all this type of stuff i mean in certain cases there's some uh specialties like special like favorite not gonna say favoritism but like you get what i mean there's some special cases that you're gonna get that type of money that's gonna happen but usually they always cap you at if anything five figures to six figures for the years that you spend in a jail system for a crime that you did not commit and i think that's nasty that my guy has to even pay for this is nasty if it is true hopefully it's not true hopefully the justice system over there will give him his money give him what he deserves because if you don't do the crime you're in jail stuck in somewhere you just got time to kill you only got time to just wait and think about where everything go wrong and then once the actual system finally catches up and finds out that you didn't do it you have wasted all that time inside of a system locked away because of nothing hopefully this man will get the money that is earned to him because he earned that money being in a system for nothing yeah you earned that hopefully he gets it but time will tell with that now move over to something else usa today will report uh she did 28 years for murder now this wrongfully convicted woman is going after a corrupt chicago police a woman who spent nearly three decades in prison for a murder she did not commit has filed a federal lawsuit against the Chicago Police Department and several individual officers, including a disgraced former detective accused of framing dozens of innocent people. The 13-count civil complaint filed Monday in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Illinois on behalf of Marilyn Molero, 52, alleges that detectives Ronaldo Guevara and Ernest Halvorsen, I have no idea how to say my man's last name, and other officers engaged in a number of unconstitutional and egregious acts and coerced a false confession from Maryland. She is one of at least 38 people exonerated after being convicted on murder charges due to the misconduct of the officers, according to the complaint. Collectively, the innocent men and women have served more than 800 years behind bars, the complaint says. I stand here today because unlike myself, there's many other innocent people incarcerated. Marilyn would say at a press conference Tuesday, adding, there are many women that are innocent and these women are not spoken of. The Chicago Police Department said it does not comment on ongoing litigation. Now, in this article, they would add uh, how Marilyn Molero was 21 in 1992 with two younger children. She was in a park in Chicago's West Side when another woman shot and killed two people. Marilyn did not participate in the shootings or have any knowledge they were going to occur, her attorney said. Yet Marilyn was subjected to brutal and unconstitutional interrogation tactics to force a confession including being told she would receive a lethal injection if she did not confess, her attorney would say. According to the complaint, the officers did not provide Marilyn with access to a lawyer, used psychological torture, manipulated, and coerced witnesses into providing false statements, promised leniency to jailhouse informants in exchange for false testimony, and manipulated lineups and identifications. Marilyn pleaded guilty in hopes of avoiding the death penalty, but she was sentenced to death anyway. Her sentence was reduced to life in prison several years later. In total, she was incarcerated for 28 years, including five years on death row. It took many long, long years of writing letters to get support. Marilyn, who estimated writing 3,000 letters to try to gain attention to her case, she added, every day I wake up wondering what it'd be like for me to take my children to school. So fast forward, in 2020, after investigations and lawsuits were uncovered that found that the police officers that are named in this complaint, or in this filing, if you will, had framed dozens of people, the Illinois governor would throw away uh, Maryland's sentence 
and she was released from prison. And a Cook County judge granted motions filed by the state attorney to dismiss all of the charges against Marilyn. So she's basically a free woman, free record. That's what I'm getting from that. And continuing on, the biggest thing that you need to take away from this is that one of the officers who was named in this case, uh, Guevara, he served from 1976 until 2005, and he continues to collect more than $80,000 per year from his police pension. Well, that's according to the complaint. Now, my problem with this whole deal is that you got police that are corrupt, and we all know there's police that's corrupt out here. You, We all know this type of stuff. We have police corruption goes around. It's constant. It's a business. It is what it is. Police uh, got to fill the jails for money. Again, that goes into other uh, political games that people be doing in the government. That's just part of their deal here. But I don't like the fact that there's an officer collecting pension, collecting money, and people know that this man was a dirty cop. There has been filings that people know of. There have been situations that people in the courts know of this man being a dirty officer, doing dirty tactics, and still allowing this guy to have a pension. They should have cut him off. But again, the police uh, blood, the blue bloods, the badge, it runs so deep that you don't know who is intertwined and connected with who in these positions of power when you're a police officer and all this type of stuff. It's always so weird. But that's the only way I see this guy still having um, pension. But this is just nasty and disgusting. I am uh, glad she didn't die in prison. I'm sorry that she missed all that time with her children because you got to think about it. She did 28 years in a jail cell for something that she did not do. That's ridiculous. Do you understand? Imagine being locked up somewhere for 28 years, being in a box for 28 years with other people that might have did something, might not. You know for certain you didn't. You have children out there and you are not able to see them. If they're able to see you, they have to come visit you. And this is not the life that you imagined at all. Now when you come out, they're all grown up. Your children are no longer children no more. They're fully-fledged adults. That's insane. That's insanity. I hope that uh, they're able to get some kind of, well, payment. They're going after monetary payment. That's what they're going for, but I hope they go after something more than that. I hope this kind of tries to change the system over there in Chicago. I know a lot of police around the world and around the states are doing nasty, dirty business, and I've said it before on this program, but I just wonder when the nasty, dirty business is going to end and when we're going to start seeing upright police officers doing the right thing and doing what needs to be done. Because I know there's good officers out there, but the bad officers always get covered more than the good officers, and hopefully we can start turning that around, but we'll just have to wait and see. But I'm optimistic on that. Now, moving over into Something that CNN kind of covered, and I want to just say a little couple things on this. Um, Ozempic. Ozempic was a drug that's known for um, diabetes, but people this past, I want to say summer, springish time, started using that to help them like drastically cut weight and help them lose weight. But now what's starting to happen is that people that have gone off of that uh, drug are now starting to face some type of uh, complications. Um, this comes from CNN. One person would write, Joanna uh, Knight, I wish I never touched it. I wish I never heard of it in my life. This medicine made my life hell, so much hell. It has cost me money. It cost me a lot of stress. It cost me days and nights and trips with my family. It cost me a lot and it's not worth it. The price is too high. Another person would chime in, Brenda Allen, 42. She would say she feels the same way. Her doctor prescribed Wigavie for weight loss. And even now, being off the medication for almost a year, I'm still having a lot of problems. 
She said she was at an urgent care recently after vomiting so much that she became uh, dehydrated. Emily Wright, 38, she started taking Ozempic in 2018. Over a year, she says she lost 80 pounds, which she's been able to keep off, but she now vomits so frequently that she had to take a leave of absence from her job. I've been, I've almost been off Ozempic for a year, but I'm still not back to my normal weight, she would say. I don't understand why people did Ozempic. I understand it was the most, like, I'm not going to say the fad thing because people try to look for quick and easy ways to kind of cut the weight loss stuff. So I'm not going to say it's a fad, but certain people do need Ozempics because there's actually a actual reason to take that drug. But the thing was that people were taking this drug for weight loss and it was on the news. It was talked about a lot at the beginning of what May, June-ish around that time and people were doing it. I think people were already doing it beforehand. But it just made it onto the news. And when people do that, it started making it kind of like acceptable for people to go and try to get a Xanpix, try to say, hey, I want to lose weight quickly. This thing helps me out. But you still got to do the work at the gym and all that. But having that extra bonus to uh, help you lose weight like Ozempic, it kind of is worth it. But now it's not. You guys need to let the drug be what the drug is for, not what you see other people make it for. You need to let things be. If you're going to try to lose weight and you know you can't do it just by normally uh, dieting and exercising, go and go to a reputable uh, surgeon if you want to do that. Try to find other ways. That's what you have to do. Don't take a medicine that's not meant for weight loss. Don't do that because you could end up basically killing your body and causing more harm to yourself than what you know at this particular time. So let this as well be a warning for everyone in the future. Again, if you see a drug or a medicine out there that's for one thing and you start seeing other people talk about it online about this thing has helped me lose weight, do not take that if you are not supposed to take that drug or medicine, please. Because I don't want people to get hurt. I don't want people to try to do that and get themselves hurt because they didn't think about the future or the ramifications of what could happen if they do take it. That's all I want people to know. Again, I want to throw this out to you guys for this to be a learning thing for everyone. So please be careful, be safe. If you are still taking Ozempics and you're not supposed to, please try to talk to your doctor to find a way how you can lean off of it with no harm coming towards your bodies. That's all I got to say to that. Let this be a uh, learning lesson for everyone involved. Now, moving over into Hollywood news, first thing I want to talk about is actor Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey was acquitted of nine sexual offenses in Britain this past week on Wednesday. Kevin Spacey would say that I'm enormously grateful to the court, well, to the jury for having taken the time to examine all of the evidence and all the facts carefully before they reached their decision, and I am humbled by the outcome today. Uh, it comes less than a year after a New York court dismissed a $40 million sexual misconduct lawsuit, civil lawsuit brought against him, and follows charges of indecent and sexual assault being dropped in Massachusetts in 2019. So, Kevin Spacey, he has apparently, looks like he beat all the sexual allegation uh, accounts and charges that were levied against him all this time. Uh, they say that his career technically took a stop in 2017, that's whenever the first sexual like offenses or allegations started to pop up for Kevin Spacey. And now it seems that all of them have been dropped, at least at the time of this recording. Uh, Kevin Spacey did tell a reporter that I know that there are people right now who are ready to hire me. The moment I am cleared of these charges in London, he will tell the German National Weekly. The second that happens, they're ready to move forward. So it seems that with all this stuff being technically dropped and him not being found guilty of this uh, actions, I can see Kevin Spacey being back in probably Hollywood's graces. I think it's going to be a slow build for him. I think he's going to be in some smaller stuff and they're going to start moving him into major uh, motion pictures. Because, I mean, if you still got Ezra Miller and certain things, you can definitely get uh, Kevin Spacey in some films. Do I think people are going to uh, rejoice 
see Kevin Spacey back in some films? No, you're still going to have some detractors. You're still going to have some people be- uh, believing what they want to believe about certain people. And Kevin Spacey's name is now just attached to that list. So don't be surprised when Hollywood puts Kevin Spacey back into motion pictures and you're going to see people talk about they're not going to want to watch either a television show or a movie with Kevin Spacey in it. So that's just a part of Hollywood and the way people will forever see someone after they have been charged with something or allegedly charged with something and just not found guilty of uh, whatever they've been charged with. Now, moving over into a question that I have to ask you guys. The question I want to ask you guys is, do you believe in a homewrecker? Do you believe there's a such thing as a homewrecker? Now, I want you to pause this and really ask yourself or ask the people around you, do you believe in a homewrecker? Just ask them that question. Is there such thing as a homewrecker? And for people that do not know what a homewrecker is, a homewrecker by the definition of Oxford uh, language, a homewrecker is a person who is blamed for the breakup of a marriage or family, especially due to having engaged in an affair with one member of a couple. Now, the reason this is brought up is because of Ariana Grande. She's now uh, been romantically linked to one of her wicked co-stars and that co-star he was married last year he has filed for divorce from his wife the wife has come out and said that she's completely uh taken aback by this she doesn't know where this comes from and this technically happened last week but the wife is just now saying something this week um i didn't really think this was such a big deal until I went to Twitter and Twitter, boy, you got a lot of people that got a lot of time to really do research and like put things together in a video to make you understand certain things. Someone put in a video of Ariana's past relationships and how she, I want to say allegedly, interfered in other relationships of future partners that they were dealing with other people, how she just swooped in. So basically, home wrecking. Now, people will say there's no such thing as home wrecking because it takes two people to do this, especially the person that's in a relationship. If you're going outside a relationship and messing with someone, that's not home wrecking. You decided to kill your relationship, kill your marriage right then and there. But the way that this video was compiled is that Ariana was always going into someone else's relationship and kind of getting herself in there, putting herself in the mix and just taking the dude away from the girl. And that to me, I think that's home wrecking. I think if you have a pattern of constantly doing that, that's home wrecking. Now, if you happen to do that once, that to me is just that you wanted someone, that person wanted you, that just called a cheater. Point blank and simple. Now, if you have a pattern of doing something over and over and over again, then you are labeled a homewrecker, just like a liar. If you lie once, people will excuse it and say, okay, that's just a one-time deal. But if you happen to lie multiple and multiple times again, they call you a liar. If you happen to cheat one time, it's forgivable. You do it multiple times, you get labeled a cheater. That's how I perceive as homewrecking. And this video was literally laid out to the point that I could say, yeah, Ariana is what you would think of. A homewrecker, someone that just sees a relationship and just constantly just kills that relationship. Now, I will say the homewrecking title technically goes over into the female side, even though you have men that will do that as well. Men will go into a relationship and just kill someone's relationship and they will constantly do it because they see a bad woman that they want over and over again. But when you think of homewrecking, that always gets thrown to the woman and that's just what it is on that one i'm not a woman so women gotta figure out a way how they deal with that portion of the issue but i don't understand the reasoning why people would like to do that why you would want to go into someone's relationship and just try to see if you can just mess with it kill it destroy it i don't get it that that don't seem right to me and the funny thing is As a man, you see the whole issue, you see the whole deal of women empowerment, women trying to stick together. You see that whole thing, not going to say being forced, but it's kind of being like 
thrown into your face how women need to try to stay together. But with this evidence of Ariana Grande doing that to past females and even now, still like kind of going into a relationship and killing that, that kind of puts a dent in the whole female sticking together situation. And people might say, Joe, that's just a one person deal. Ariana doesn't speak for all women. Cool, fine, great. But you got to admit, that kind of does look fishy. And women, y'all got to have a talk like amongst yourselves to try to weed out the ones that are not with your whole movement. Women stick together, all that type of stuff. Men, we don't have that kind of men stick together. We always say bros before hoes, but like, come on, we know the real deal with that. Bros are going to do what we do. We have our own lingo. We all have our own moral codes with that. But it seems that women, they try to stick on that whole mindset, like one whole group thinking philosophy. But I just want people to not do that. I want people to kind of think for themselves, do their own thing. And I'm not trying to say women as a whole do that. I'm just saying what is being pushed and shoveled into the faces of people is that women have that group mind thinking. Again, I'm not trying to upset anybody. I just want people to like see what I'm seeing. And I'm not trying to do it in any disrespectful manner. If I'm trying to do it disrespectful, trust me, you'll know about it. This is not it. Um, I'm trying to go at this real respectfully. Um, but it was just funny that it was brought to my attention when I saw the video of her just doing that. And again, this is a conversation for women to have, again, within their whole women's circle deal. Dudes are just probably going to laugh at this and say, yeah, they will sleep with Ariana Grande. I don't think that any dude should. If you're in a relationship, just kill that relationship. If you don't want to be with your person anymore. And that's about it. Don't try to just sneak off and try to have a side piece or a mistress on your side. I'm not going to be cool with that. So it is what it is with that. But again, homewrecker, I think that's a real deal situation. And again, Ariana Grande, at least from what I've seen, she kind of fits that definition as a homewrecker. Now, moving on to my next topic here, I want to talk about Mattel. Mattel, this, well, this past week or last week, if you will, they had Barbie come out, and Barbie has done extremely well for them. Barbie, I saw with uh, my sister and my other brother. I didn't expect it to be as, well, political as it was in that whole uh, movie, but it was still a good movie. Little kids are able to enjoy it. Uh, adults, they were able to enjoy themselves. I saw adults and kids all enjoy uh, themselves. I do got to pat uh, Barbie's marketing team on the back. Because I use Google a lot, and I typed in Barbie on Google whenever like the Barbie movie was about to come out that week. And when you typed it in, you saw the like font go from like a white to pink. You saw like pink flashes pop up before the whole font turned pink. Everything turned pink to match the whole Barbie pink aesthetic. I like that, that they did that. I don't think no other movie has done that before. Barbie was the first one that I remember doing that. So I got to give it up for them in that. I mean, the internet stuff, you just saw it a lot on internet, even on television, with them pumping the Barbie commercials. I mean, they did everything they can to make sure that you know Barbie was coming, that you could see Barbie. So again, I want to clap it up to the back for the marketing campaign for Barbie. But I want to talk about Mattel right now. Mattel uh, executives have revealed that they want to create a cinematic universe following the success of Barbie with 14 other properties that are already in active development, which includes Barney, Polly Pocket, Hot Wheels, Magic 8 Ball, Uno, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Christmas Balloon, Thomas and Friends, American Girl, Viewmaster, Matchbox, Wishbone, Major Matt Mason, and Masters of the Universe, out of that whole entire list, there's only like three of them that I might even be interested in seeing in. Uh, Magic 8-Ball, if they turn that into some type of comedy or even a horror joint, I might be into seeing the Magic 8-Ball because that's all about time to uh, predict your future and all that. And with people not having a mind of their own now, I can see that movie kind of being one of those ones that people might want to see, especially go the horror route with it. Masters of the Universe, I can see them doing well with the whole uh, 
animated visual effects. You just got to hand that off to the right team. I can see them uh, bringing that back up to the forefront. But the biggest one that I want to see turn into a movie, not a television show, I want to turn into a movie, is Uno. I want Uno to be turned into a movie so bad because Uno the card game, everybody on this world has experienced the Uno card game. You know it can get real, real competitive and real, real feisty real quick because people will do some real, real dickheadish thing, which is all a part of the game, but you will feel that they are just targeting those moves towards you. Like someone stacking a draw two and onto you, and they do that again with a draw four next time, and they might skip you, and it just seems that it's directed towards you. I know people have had that type of feeling in the card game Uno. In the movie aspect, I can see this being a comedy thing. People just throwing hands in a, a Uno game just for comedy aspects. Again, Uno, I would love to see turn into a movie because that one has, out of that whole list, I see that being the one with the most potential as long as they handle that right. Um, but yeah, Magic 8-Ball, Masters of the Universe, but specifically Uno, I can see those three doing well. I know they already said they're doing something with Barney, and they handed that off to Daniel Kalua. I believe he wants to turn Barney not into the kid version of Barney, but like into an adult style movie because the kids that used to watch Barney are now adults. So I can see that kind of where he might be going into that mindset. All the other ones, I have no idea until they start saying who's going to be inside each of these movies. But, yeah, Mattel, they want to do their own cinematic universe. Everybody wants to do a cinematic universe now when you have movies coming out. That's cool and fine, whatever. I hope none of these, like, really intertwine. I hope they just meant by we're just going to start just throwing our properties everywhere. But, yeah, Mattel wants to do that. And hopefully with the success of Barbie, they can uh, have more successes with all their other properties. Again, they just got to hand them off to the right set of hands. And I think you'll have a smash on your hand, Mattel. Now, I think that's it. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Uh, LeBron James, he will post up an Instagram video Saturday of his son, Bronny James, playing the piano. Bron will caption the video of his son playing. He will call him a man of many talents. Grand rising. God is good. Bronny, you are amazing. Simple as that. Keep going young. We're here right with you every step of the way. Hashtag James gang. So it seems that Bronny's doing well since the heart attack that happened uh, this past week. I'm glad that the young man's doing well. I hope that uh, he's able to pursue whatever he wants to because unlike all the other basketball players that he's around, Ronnie James, if he doesn't want to play basketball or if his health kind of stops him from playing basketball, he kind of go off into other ventures. He was afforded that luxury thanks to his father's hard work. But if he wants to continue doing basketball, I would be hard pressed on that but again I'm not him I'm not his family I would like to see what's going to happen to him in the future but I just wish him all the well in whatever he wants to do later in his life but again I'm glad that seeing the kid doing well and seeing that he's uh doing fine I'm glad that uh it didn't turn out worse because a lot of things could have happened to him but it's all good so that's great um now with all that being said I think it's time for me to get you guys out of here I want to say thank you to the podcast sites, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Audible, all the other uh, podcast sites that I'm on, Spotify. I want to thank all you guys because without you guys, the podcast sites, I won't be able to get this podcast out to the listeners, which is you guys. I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for downloading the episodes every single week. I appreciate that. Um, without you guys, this would just be me talking to a mic into an open void of nobodies. So I would like to say thank you for uh downloading and listening to this podcast always remember i love you i love you i love you i I do love you guys that's not a gimmick this is me sincerity from the bottom of my heart i appreciate you guys i also want you guys to please stay hydrated it's hot out there uh parents some of you uh, kids are starting to go back to school this week and the weeks coming along. Start getting the school supplies ready because within one 
fail swoop your kid will be right back in school you will wonder where all that time went uh try to be around your kid as much as you can before they have to go back to school because trust me your kid will appreciate those times whenever they start growing older but anyhow do all those things be okay drink water all that good stuff have a safe sunday have a safe rest of your week i'll be back here again on sunday but if you listen to professional wrestling i'll be back uh again tomorrow with a review of the great american bash that's happening tonight so be aware of that now having said all that this has been my two cents podcast hosted by g2 he is i and i am him i love you all i thank you this isn't goodbye this until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again and with that kanye could you please take these people home i'm tired you tired Uh jesus wept